Faith, Hope and Love, episode 253, the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. The Gospel values included in this weekend's readings are doing the will of the Father being more important than merely giving God lip service. Also, God is not unjust, even if God's ways are very much unlike our own. I think that today's Gospel, although very short, is a really key teaching in Christ's Gospel. It goes to the heart of what our Lord was doing and saying. Jesus taught on several occasions about the danger of mere outward observances of religion. Much more important, and in fact, ultimately the only thing that matters, is that one is faithful to the truth of God's message by doing God's will, irrespective of whether one seems to be living up to the message or not. Doing it is the most important thing. Living it in our heart and in our very soul. As the saying goes, appearances can so often be very deceiving. This parable of the two sons, one disobedient and the other obedient, is essential. St. Paul picks up this same theme in his famous and very popular first reading to the Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 31. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am merely a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have the power of prophecy and understand all mysteries of the universe, And if I had all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away my possessions, and if I hand over my very body, but do not have love, I gain nothing. He couldn't say it more clearly. Actually loving with our heart and obeying God's laws with our heart and soul is so much more important about the outward appearance. This teaching is also central to the great Saint Therese of Lisieux, who wrote that she took no comfort from praise and likewise experienced little distress from criticism. She knew, as in the Gospel, that a person could be praised for an action that appears charitable, whilst all the time, inwardly, unknown to others, the person's motive is actually not consistent with God's ways. And likewise, a person might be motivated by utter kindness and love, but their actions are mistaken for selfishness and malice. The message appears quite clear. We are to do what is right and loving, in imitation of our Lord's generous kindness, justice and love, irrespective of how it might appear to others. We are to act lovingly and justly and humbly, even in situations when appearances are quite deceiving. God's love is more than sufficient. God is inviting us to gently brush aside both criticism and compliment in favour of standing in front of God alone, being judged only by God as to how well and truly we loved. Only God can judge this. No matter how well we pride ourselves in being a good judge of character of others, only God can truly see into our heart and into the hearts of others, to see into their minds, the minds of his own beloved creations, and see what is truly existing there. We strive to avoid jumping to conclusions about people's motives. The motives of others, along with their inner heart, are ultimately only fully known to God alone. 
We know this intuitively, but we often find it hard to put it into practice. Let's ask the Lord to help purify our inner life, to make our hearts, our minds and our souls match our outward words and actions, so that in everything we do, in thought, word and action, we're motivated by the true love of God, the love of our neighbour as ourselves, growing stronger and stronger with each day. And may we have the strength to continue to act with love, even at the risk of attracting condemnation or criticism from people who, unlike God, base their judgments only on outward appearances. This is Faith, Hope and Love. that you have done to us, O Lord, you have done with true judgment. For we have sinned against you and not obeyed your commandments. But give glory to your name and deal with us according to the bounty of your mercy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone, and goodness and faithfulness to you all, as we gather together for this 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. My brothers and sisters, we've gathered here to celebrate the Holy Eucharist, so let us pause and reflect upon our sins, so as to rejoice in God's loving mercy. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your
Let us pray. O God, who manifest your almighty power above all by pardoning and showing mercy, bestow, we pray, your grace abundantly upon us, and make those hastening to attain your promises heirs to the treasures of heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, You object, O house of Israel. You say, The way of the Lord is unfair. Hear now, O house of Israel. Is my way unfair? Is it not your ways that are unfair? When the righteous person turns away from their righteousness and commits iniquity, they shall die for it. For the iniquity that they have committed, they shall die. Again, when the wicked person turns away from the wickedness they have committed, and does what is lawful and right, they shall save their life. Because that person considered and turned away from all the transgressions that they had committed, they shall surely live, they shall not die. The Word of the Lord. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Lord, make me know your ways. Lord, teach me your paths. Make me walk in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Saviour. Remember your mercy, Lord, and the love you have shown from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth. In your love remember me, because of your goodness, O Lord. The Lord is good and upright. He shows the path to those who stray. He guides the humble in the right path. He teaches his way to the poor. Remember your mercies, O Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, then make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, 
did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. My sheep listen to my voice, says the Lord. I know them, and they follow me. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same, and he answered, I am going, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, The first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him, and even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord In 1995, I was very privileged to be able to host the then Governor-General, Sir William Dean, for an entire day visiting many of the welfare centres of Brisbane. Apparently every few months he'd travel to various parts of the country in a non-official capacity and meet some of the ordinary people of Australia. At the St Vincent de Paul Centre in South Brisbane, he introduced himself to some of life's real characters as Bill, and he sat and talked with them for ages. Very few knew who they were talking with. And at the end of the day, I thanked him for his time, to which he replied, No, they were the ones who gave their time to talk to me. They shared with me a very valuable gift, he said. And he said he couldn't do his job if he didn't know people from all circumstances of life. I remember thinking at the time, how very Christ-like when I think about it now, how very Francis-like. Jesus made it quite clear to his followers 
that he wasn't sent just to the sensible and the comfortable, but rather to the margins of society where he spent most of his time. He didn't care about who they were so much as what they needed. He knew people were watching and judging him, but the right people were learning from him. Jesus was highlighting the difference between being seen to be good and doing good things for the right reasons. Now the parable of the two sons is a parable of saying and doing. Highlighting the difference between sayers and doers is a favourite topic in Matthew's Gospel. Practice what you preach. Now one son is respectful and polite, but he doesn't go and do the job. He's friendly. He's a she'll-be-right-do-nothing sort of guy. Now the other son is disrespectful, disobedient, but he changes his mind and goes. He's harassed, as all busy people are. If you want to get something done, give the job to a busy person, we often say. So the parable reminds us that the gospel must be preached to sinners and outcasts. A self-confident religious establishment is not the goal of evangelism. The gospel is meant to confront, to challenge and to change. It demands either acceptance or rejection. And the public sinners know about rejection. They wanted acceptance and were prepared to embrace God's unexpected gift of unconditional love and forgiveness. So in his reply to his own question, Jesus identifies the two sons. The son who refused but repented stands for the tax collectors and the prostitutes who complied with God's wishes that they turn away from sin, while the other son stands for the priests and the scribes who maintain the outward appearance of piety but without any real devotion to the will of God. The son whose word was no but whose action became yes is held out as the one who did his father's will. The story doesn't tell us why he changed his mind or what the change cost him, only that his generosity of spirit had the last word. In time he got caught up with the best of what was in him. He was late in doing his father's will, but not too late. Perhaps the greatest model of saying and doing is Mary, the mother of the Lord the young, educated village woman of Nazareth. She's not easily led. Her initial response to the angel is, how can this be? And yet she accepts the reassurance of the angel that she would be the Theotokos, the mother of the Lord. I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me as you say. God never forces himself upon us, never compels us to say yes. God waits for our free response. I am the servant of the Lord. A free commitment. Now what was the grumbling son dealing with when something was asked of him and he finally was moved to action? Was it guilt? Fear of reprisal? Duty? Love for his father remembering all that he'd done for him? He allows this difficult process of growth to begin while the other son excludes his journey by a too easy, almost rehearsed response. So we can say, let it be done for me, but this response always involves a change. Leave where you are and what you're doing and go into the vineyard. 
And yes, go with your unresolved questions and doubts, your anger even at God, but allow the work of salvation to make things clear. Let us profess our faith by saying the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Jesus always lived by his word. May these prayers express our desire to live by the faith we profess. For the church, that we may follow the example of Jesus by giving our lives in service of all those in need. Lord, hear us. For all believers, that we may live our faith with true conviction and with a loving heart. Lord, hear us. For those enslaved to sin, that they may come to live for the new life of a follower of Christ. Lord, hear us. For our local community, that we may be united in faith and love with a common purpose and a common mind. Lord, hear us. For all who are sick and those who care for them, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For the faithful departed, that Christ may lead them to eternal glory, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God ever true, help us always to trust in your love, and in that love we ask you to hear these prayers we make through Christ our Lord, Amen. 
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Grant, O merciful God, that this our offering may find acceptance with you and that through it the wellspring of all blessing may be laid open before us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gathered them again to yourself, that a people, formed as one by the unity of the Trinity, made the body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit, might to the praise of your manifold wisdom be manifest as the Church. And so in company with the choirs of angels we praise you, and with joy we proclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and, giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
The Mystery of Faith When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church, and recognising the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy for ever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. 
Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Remember your word to your servant, O Lord, by which you have given me hope. This is my comfort when I am brought low. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. May this heavenly mystery, O Lord, restore us in mind and body, that we may be co-heirs in glory with Christ, to whose suffering we are united whenever we proclaim his death, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Many thanks again for your participating in this time of praise and worship and reflecting upon God's love and God's mercy. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelp, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2020. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today it begins with strength from within, this day I will.